0: Chris Lanuti, that's Mike Pankow over there at the other end of my 9-foot homemade oak bar here in my basement on the south side of Chicago. And we've got a big guest today. Sky Blue will be joining us. She's an up-and-coming star, and uh, Mike was able to land that interview. I'm excited, my friend.
1: Yeah, uh, I thought she was um, a really nice person when I met her for the first time on... Last Friday night at CSW's
0: Inglorious Bastards up in Franklin Park. And I'm very excited to talk about the show that I covered last week as well. Let's get in. Can we do that first? I want to know what happened. I mean, when you go to a show, I figure that's the thing to lead off with because you had first-hand experience at a local show
1: this is a company i've been wanting to see live for a while i've seen a lot of great social media posts a lot of videos on instagram and youtube and a lot of great recommendations from people who work with the company so i'm like chicago star wrestling this is something i want to do they just started running shows again last month so i'm like okay get in touch with the promoters get set up they were very nice to me very accommodating um let me take pictures at ringside. I got to talk to a whole bunch of people. I got to actually absorb like a lot of their pre-show ritual, like talking about the show, breaking down the matches, the times for each match, who's going over, stuff like that. Um, a little bit behind, base, behind uh, the scenes, inside baseball type stuff. Really, really cool. So let's get into the show. Very exciting show. Um, from uh, top to bottom, actually uh, from first match on, Hades X1X defeated young A.J. Flyer. Um, That was kind of a glorified squash. A.J. Flyer definitely has a a bit of a future. He's a high flyer. Still a young kid getting to work. Uh, Hades X1X, uh, veteran guy, uh, well-trusted guy in the company as well. Uh, Acid Jazz, uh, veteran guy, won a five-man scramble, and that included an eclectic mix of talent, Nick King, Jax Johnson, Axel Rico, and uh, a young guy who looks really, really strong in Mario Pardua. Um, the co holder of the CSW Tag Team Champions, uh, Steve Boz, who's actually also the owner of the company, he teamed up with Jake Painter as Steve's regular partner was unavailable that night. So he had a substitution. Jake Painter came in. They ended up defeating CNC Destruction, who was uh, Cody James and Chris Miller. After Neon Noise, a young new tag team, the kids are named Coder Holiday and Eric Schultz, they provided a the distraction, leading t- uh, to Steve Boz hitting the uh, finish and getting the pin on uh, Chris Miller. Marco Anthony, in a very exciting last man standing match, I mean, they did everything, ladders, and and somebody got thrown through a door, or spirit through a door. Uh, Marco Anthony retains, for the moment, the CSW Metro Division Championship. He defeated Jake from wrestling. Yeah, that's right. Jake a. Andrews is kind of taken on this new persona. Uh, he wears khakis to the ring, wears the red shirt, kind of like Jake from State Farm. He eventually does take off the khakis to wrestle.
0: But, yeah, it, it was a it's a fun moment. I mode. would wrestle in the khakis for crying out loud. I mean, think about some of the guys that wrestled in ridiculous pants in the 80s. He should wrestle in that full outfit all the time. <laughs> he should take Jake's, uh, Jake from wrestling's, like, belt that's on the khakis and use it as a prop. There are things missing here that he needs to incorporate into his act. Wear the khakis, Jake. Wear them. For the entire match. Yeah. For the entire match, wear the khakis. <laughs> but
1: after the match... um. CSW general manager, Steve Arendt, um, came out, uh, was lauding Marco's victory. I guess he had a little side view of Marco where they had to play special music for Marco, and Marco did this whole soliloquy in the ring afterward. But as that was happening, Jake from wrestling recovered after losing the the, the last man standing match after he was um, duct taped to the corner post. So the old John Cena Batista finish from about 15 years ago in the last man standing match, they incorporated that here but he was finally to extricate himself. He sets up a table, and then Arendt says, you know what, rematch right now for the title. Jake from Wrestling, power bombs, good old Marco Anthony through the table. That was it. That was a tables match. Title changes hands, so your new CSW Metro Division champion is Jake from Wrestling.
0: I'm telling you, I've am already. i I've got ideas spinning in my head. Imagine he, he wrestles in the khakis, right? But also, when he comes out in, in his intro with the red shirt on, he should actually tear the red shirt off to just have another red shirt underneath it. Like, that's what I mean, that's a great gimmick. Like, Jake from wrestling, give me a call, man. I'm going to help you out with this.
1: And then uh, a match where we we talk a little bit about with um our guest today, Sky Blue. It was Ryan Matthews and Heather Reckless. They defeat the team of CSW Women's Champion Sky Blue and Mateo Valentine. Uh, when Heather Reckless gets the pin on Mateo. So there's definitely some intergender uh, action going on. It was kind of funny at the very start where uh, Ryan Matthews kept tagging out because he didn't want to face Mateo, and he rather face Sky Blue. And and, uh, it was kind of a weird dichotomy. A really fun match. It was something I was looking forward to from the week before. So I thought that came off really well. It was a very entertaining match. And actually, Ryan Matthews, as an aside, he comes out with this big, giant, uh, like, fat head blow-up head of his, and he gives it to a fan in the stands. He does this at all the shows. And then that fan would hold up his head at the ringside and proclaim to be the top fan for Ryan Matthews. So it's really kind of funny. He has this big, smiling face on it, too. It's absolutely hilarious. I, I actually saw him wrestle for the first time at Warrior last summer. They brought him in to do a batter oil, and he had the big head back then, too. It was really, really funny. Now... This match right here, All Day Marche Rocket against Stiff Robo Ginger, Gary J. And I know you were kind of making light of Stiff Robo Ginger last week, but... It's dumb. If if you watch this match, you understand why he's called stiff. Why? I mean, they're throwing chops here that would make Walter envious. Okay. And you had to be there personally to just feel and hear the sound of the chops going off the chest. Marche laid one in on Gary J that I thought, oh, my God. I I thought Walter threw chops. But this was unbelievable. Gary J's chest was like totally beat red after that match. And Marche pulls out the win uh, after the M80, which is his version of the RKO. Afterwards, Acid Jazz tries to jump him from behind, but Marche catches him coming off the top rope into one of those M80s out of nowhere. So yeah, it looks like they're going to have a match at next month's CSW show. Uh, They actually usually team up on other promotions, but in CSW, they're enemies. So I guess they kind of like to mix it up in other spots and other companies, which is kind of cool. In the semi-main, we had The Burning, which is the team of Vic Capri, Nick Cutler, and Cypher. They defeated Sabin Gage and a couple of younger guys, the Corn Boy and Sabotage, and a fun little six-man tag. It was kind of a nice exhibition for Sabin Gage, even though he kind of took a beating during that match. He's a guy that they really, really like, a young guy. Uh, Vic Capri gets the win for his team, And then you would see them a little bit later on in the show as well, which I'll get to in just a second. Main event was Filth King, Nick Brubaker. He ends up defeating Garrison Creed to retain the CSW Championship. Fun match, hard hitting, um, two guys that really went after it. Two guys that have
0: both been on this show before. Correct. Yeah.
1: Check them out on demand on Windy City Slam. From wherever you get your podcasts, you can hear Filth King, Nick Brubaker, and you can hear Garrison Creed as well. And Garrison Creed, great guy, too. Actually, both guys are really great guys. But Garrison, I got to talk to for maybe five, ten minutes after the show, just shooting the breeze. Uh, really, really uh, got a good head on his shoulders, knows what he wants to do, um, has a lot of good stuff coming up in the future. And after that match, before they sign off for the evening, the burning comes out, attacks Brubaker, uh, Vic Capri included. And Vic actually uh, was the guy who piledrove Brubaker at last month's show who put him on the shelf for a couple of weeks. And this match was even in doubt up until the night of the show. But obviously Brubaker came in, competed, hurt, sore, got the job done. And then Garrison Creed, his, his, uh, Brubaker's opponent, actually out of a sign of respect, helps chase off the burning. So at the end of the night, you have the two guys who are in just fighting and contesting the main event, holding up each other's arms in a token of respect and victory. Great show, though. Fun show.
0: Awesome. Good to hear.
1: All right. And a couple other things before we go on to our guest, Sky Blue. This past weekend on AAW's Alive Twitch, we had Myron Reed becoming the AAW Heritage Champion. And then also in Southland Championship Wrestling, we have a new SCW Champion. That show was in Shabance. JPH is your new champion there. And looking forward to this weekend, Rapid Fire. AAW Alive's new taping is this weekend. And I believe Sky Blue said she was going to be there, too, from what I heard the other night. So um, that should be a black packed and loaded show. WOWT Lucha Libre at Berwyn Eagles Club on Saturday, the 24th of April. Then, golly, Lucha Libre runs Friday night and in Villa Park. And then Sunday night at Berwyn Eagles Club. And one other um, indie event in Indiana. Heroes and Legends 14 in Fort Wayne, Indiana whole bunch of wrestling names from local and national but some of the the bigger names that make local people might know include drama king matt in action swoggle missa kate will be there billy starks will be there davy boy smith jr the son of uh, the wwe hall of famer the british bulldog will also be wrestling also chris masters versus carlito in a, ma- a matchup of former wwe stars and there's also a meet and greet which is in the afternoon ted dibiase irs and the headbangers will be there and so much more one other event before we get to sky blue impact wrestling prevents rebellion on pay-per-view this sunday april the 25th main event aew champion kenny omega versus impact world champion rich swan
0: awesome sky blue is up next our first appearance on windy city slam found everywhere Podcast can be found and always at windycityslam.com Durban's of Evergreen Park at 102nd and Kedzie is rolling these days, folks. You've heard about the updates, the upgrades, the great menu, the beers on tap, a chance for neighbors and friends to get together and have a beer and some good food. Now, Wednesday and Saturday nights, they're adding back karaoke that's right come on out and prove that you've got the voice the talent the nerve 9 30 pm every wednesday and saturday night friday nights a dj now in house starting at 10 pm and for the afternoon crowd break up a busy week go have some lunch starting at noon bingo each and every wednesday durbin's is open and they're looking to welcome you back dine in carry out contactless delivery eat well and have an ice-cold beer with your neighbors. Come check out the newly improved Durban's of Evergreen Park at 10240 South Kedzie Avenue or visit them today at Durban'sPizza.com. On the phone line right now, Mike always goes out and gets the guest. He actually just met this young lady recently and uh, told me that this is going to be a fun one. So there's high expectations for you, Sky Blue. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Your name, I'm noticing when he's going through different cards and different things that are happening, and then he mentions like, hey, by the way, we've got yet another local that is uh, showing up on AEW Dark. I'm starting to hear your name a lot, and so it sounds like you're making a name for yourself.
2: Oh, 100%. Definitely. Um, I did not even expect AEW Dark. Um, That was a huge like, oh my goodness, this is really happening sort of moment. So,
1: yeah. So, how did you get hooked up with these gigs like AEW, Dark Elevation, and um, the NWA Power match that you did recently? How how, how did that come about?
2: Um, Okay, so NWA Power, um, Thunder Rosa told me about it, and then they reached out to me, and then also with AEW, they actually reached out to me. So, a lot of people have asked me that. They're like, where do we, like, send in our stuff? And I was like, I don't know, like... I would not know that answer. And I feel bad because I'm not trying to like sound like a big shot either. It's just, it's just how it all kind of came about.
1: So they came and found you, which is interesting. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I talk about another wrestler who just turned 20 and now she signed with WWE NXT and that's Elena Black, AKA Cora Jade. You're only what about 22 years old? I'm 21 and I did a little research on you as well um on the internet a few things came up you were oh, a dear. track and field star at uh Fenton high school and you specialized in the high jump now how does that prepare you for professional wrestling I
2: had no idea that was even on the internet that's kind of scary um <laughs> <laughs>
1: There's
0: a lot of stuff on the internet you better watch out okay
2: <laughs>
0: yeah I had no idea. it's a fan. <laughs> I mean I, I thank god every day that the internet wasn't as big in the late 90s, early 2000s when I was doing rock morning radio because right now my 15-year-old daughter would see way too much about her father. And luckily, it's not <laughs> really there anymore, thank God. <laughs> now, if I was doing that, I would be in trouble. So, you know, you got to prepare for that. Everything's out there right now. You're you're becoming a name. People are going to start searching you.
2: Oh boy. I mean, as long as they put wrestler after my name, they'll find the right person, so...
0: So, so how, how did the high jump, like when you start doing the high jump, is that one of those things where, I mean, obviously you're an athlete if you're doing the high jump. That's not something that most people can do. My vertical is about three and a half inches, maybe. I'm probably being nice to myself about that. So you, you're doing that, you're feeling athletic, and then you're like, you know what, I want to get into wrestling?
2: Um, So I, I did um, track and field from middle school throughout high school because um, I went to a very small um, pre-K through eighth grade school. I went to a private school. Um, so we kind of, they just kind of threw us into all the sports just because there was so little of us. Um, so I kind of just like found something because I wasn't very good at like the long distance running and um, just running in general kind of sucked. So um, I found the jumping and the jumping was actually like, more fun to me. But it kind of does like translate into wrestling as um like the stepping and the movement and knowing how to like place your foot or um, footwork. There we go. Footwork because you have to have certain footwork for high jump and that kind of came in handy when learning
1: footwork in the ring. CSW, you, you you're training with some of the people over there now on a regular basis?
2: Uh yes, I'm there every day we train.
1: Now who um who who are your primary trainers?
2: Uh Steve Boz, Jason Paul, Jason Hades. Um, and, um, I personally train like a workout with Doug
1: Simmons. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've heard of Doug. Yeah. He he even trains guys like Ali and, uh, yeah, I think he tastes with Jordan Cross as well, who was a former guest on our show. So yeah, he, um, he trains a lot of the wrestlers in the area. Oh yeah.
2: I call him Uncle Doug.
1: He's awesome. So you're, you've been champion, uh, CSW women's champion for 14 months. You defeated Dream Girl Ellie, I believe on February 21st, 2020. And then you had this great match with Kylie Ray last fall on an outdoor show up in River Grove. Now, what was that match like with Kylie, and uh, was she among your favorite opponents?
2: Um, Kylie, by far, that match meant so much to me, and I know it meant a lot to her, too. Uh, But I had always watched, like, even, so when I first started um, back in the Premier days, um, I was under the influence that there were no other women in the area. Um, So then once I would you know, watch matches on my own, I would find Kylie and I didn't really register that it was Kylie at first, because um, I was just so blinded to the idea of other women in the area. But then once I realized it was Kylie, I was like, oh my God, it's like, I have watched her so much. And then everybody always called me Kylie Jr. because we look alike and we did a lot of the similar moves and we both, you know, came up in the Chicago scene kind of thing. Um, So that match meant a lot because we wanted it so badly in the date. Because I had met her, she used to train with Doug. Um, so I met her through that. And every time that we tried to find a date that worked, either she had something or I had something or one of us was out of the state or something always like blocked it. But then once it finally happened, um, it meant the world to me.
1: So, so, uh, you started training at what, 17 years old or 16 or 17?
0: 17, I don't remember. That's gotta be a lot to get into when you're, when you're a teenager, right? I mean, you're, you're, you're still in, you're still in high school, you're going into yeah. a profession where. I mean, let's be honest, there's an awful lot of, of, uh, of men with a lot of testosterone standing around. And then you're, you're, you're going in there and you're starting to try to work out, you know, how, to, how you're actually going to do something. You've got people coming up giving you advice. You're not sure who's giving you good advice, who's giving you bad advice. What was it like trying to negotiate that at that young age? Um, so it
2: was definitely a struggle at first because um, I was very shy and quiet when I was um, in high school. I was a quiet kid. I didn't have very many friends. I kind of just like, did my own thing. And then the wrestling at first, I was like, very quiet because I was the 5'2", maybe 100-pound chick in the ring with all these like six-foot dudes. Um, so I definitely stuck out like a sore thumb. But then like, once I got comfortable, I was like, oh, I have bigger balls than half of these guys here. Like, screw <laughs> y'all. I'm going to take over. And then I kind of like gained the confidence in the ring. And I was like, oh, I can do this. Like, it's not as scary as I thought it was kind of thing.
0: How do you sort out who's giving you the good, the good information, the good advice, and who's giving you the bad? Is it trial and error? Do you just is it is it you just trying to size up the people around you? When
2: I first started, I had no idea because I was just you know I would always try to give people the benefit of the doubt. Um, but now I just have my guard up pretty often. Like um, if I know the person, obviously I'll trust them kind of thing. But um, I do ask Doug a lot of
1: questions, so. <laughs> Uh I noticed you wear the Converse shoes and you also have the baseball cap, but the but the Converse shoes kinda remind me of uh somebody who was really big in WWE uh, a few years ago, AJ Lee. Now was was she one of your influences?
2: Indirectly, no. Um I just always won the Converse, so um I originally started wearing the ones that came up to my knees and uh but they would constantly fall down. So then I transitioned to the shorter ones and that's just like what I've always wrestled in, so it's like what I'm comfortable in and used to. Um but I did watch her stuff, and I did, um, like, watch a lot of her matches
1: while training and stuff like that. So
2: indirectly, no, but in a way, yeah. Uh,
1: who, who were your wrestling influences in terms of who in the ring kind of pushed you to, toward this business?
2: Um, so I grew up watching wrestling. Uh, my mom grew up watching wrestling, too. Um, she was actually bedridden for six months. In the six months that she was bedridden, she watched wrestling. So she thinks that's why I'm a wrestler. But um, I hated the divas. Like, despised it with a passion. I just wanted to be one of the guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember telling my mom, I was like, I want to do a tables match. I want to go through a table. I want to get hit with a chair. And my mom would think I was crazy. But, um, so like, just, like, the hate, the, want, the wanting to be equal with the guys. Because I knew I could do it. I was like, I know if I put my mind to it, I can do what they can do. And I can do it even better. Um, so once, like, the women's revolution kind of started and they started, they started, like, slowly um, letting the girls kind of do what the guys did, then I was like, oh, okay, like, some of y'all are cool, otherwise. But if you want like specifics, um, early Charlotte when she's in NXT when she did a lot of the um, her gymnastics because I used to do gymnastics when I was in grade school, and then honestly, I kind of just took from a lot of the girls and put my gymnastics spin on it, if that makes sense. Like I watched, I wa, I tried to watch everybody that I could, um, just because I like. You know, everybody has a different style. Everybody
1: has a different technique and way of doing things. So you definitely appreciate um, the modern era post-Women's Revolution rather than the diva era, which we saw probably, like, 10, 12 years ago. And then even even people like um, Trish Stratus when she became really, really good in the ring and uh, Molly Holly and Victoria and people like that. Did you uh, watch them back then, too?
2: Yeah, I mean, I would... You know, I would watch, you know, when they were not managing or stuff like that. Um, more so now I watch it because I'm like, oh, me and Trish could have, like, a really cool match. Like, we could do, we could tear the house down kind of deal. Uh, but when I was younger, I was so set on the I want to be one of the guys kind of thing.
1: Any guys in particular uh, kind of push you? I know I thought I saw a uh, picture of you and uh, John Moxley John on your Moxley. Instagram. Yes. yes. yes.
2: Um, I've always wanted to do a hardcore match. um my mom will yell at me probably till the day I do it. Um, I um, was in the crowd for, I don't know if you've heard of um, ICW up in Milwaukee, their yes. insane eight deathmatch tournament. Um, I watched that, and I was like, hmm, I should do one of these. And then my mother yelled at me that whole night. But, um, or he was just at um, Game Changers Bloodsport in Florida for Mania Weekend. Um, so something like that I want to do one day just because, like, the whole – underdog scratched up from underneath, kind of fighting your way through the industry kind of thing. Because I feel like I can kind of relate to that because I'm like, you know, a small chick that probably shouldn't be wrestling all these guys, but I still am.
1: Now, Elena Black actually went ahead and did one of those um, deathmatch type things uh, last summer uh, for GCW. Now, is that something like, okay, that's something I can do too.
2: Oh, yeah. 100%. she wrestled. Um, so she wrestled Jimmy Lloyd. I actually wrestled for Jimmy Lloyd's um, GCW show. Um, in Florida on thir- the Thursday, I don't remember what date that was, but it was
1: the Thursday. So I wrestled, on um, Billy Starks and Roxy going to this past weekend. Um, I got to see you in person at Chicago style wrestlings Inglorious bastards. And it was a very fun mixed tag team match. You and Mateo Valentine against Ryan Matthews and, and Heather Reckless. And now Heather ended up getting the, the pin on Mateo. Um, What was the the energy like in the match and your um, chemistry with all involved?
2: Um, I've wrestled Heather a bunch, and um, I've also wrestled Ryan a bunch. He's he's Ryan, I mean, he's, you know, he's just kind (laughs) of (laughs) there. But no, I've um, been training with Mateo. He's one of the newer kids. I've been working with him, trying to help him out as much as I can. Um, So yeah, I think we all kind of mesh really well. It's easy, really fun, and easy to beat up Ryan. So everybody likes doing that.
1: With what you've done recently, I know, I know you have some pretty high-level goals. Um, is there a specific destination for Sky Blue, whether it's WWE slash NXT or Impact or AEW?
2: I've thought, so I've thought about that. I have a million different opinions and ideas and thoughts that run through my head about that. Um, I just want to do this for like as long as I can. I want to do this as a living. I want to do this as long as I can in my life kind of thing. But I'm so used to, and I love the idea of working every week, working every weekend, just go, 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 never like, I hate just like sitting and not doing anything kind of thing. Um, I have to be go, go, go doing stuff. So I just want to work as much as I can and just do it for as long as I can, too.
1: Going back to your AEW uh, Dark Elevation stuff real quick. Uh, uh, Last week, you fought Britt Baker, and this week, you just had a match with Abaddon. Now, those are probably two of their higher-ranked uh, women's wrestlers. Uh, what's it like being in the ring with, with both of them?
2: Um, I still, like, watching the Like when watching the Britt Baker match, um, it was kind of crazy. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's me and AEW and Britt Baker. Um, so there's a little shock factor, but then there's the realization, like, oh, I do fit in kind of thing. Like, I worked my ass off to get here, and it's like, oh, I, I do fit in. Like, I can do this. Like, this is real kind of thing.
1: Very cool. Uh, I know you and uh, Missa Kate are uh, pretty good friends. And in fact, uh, I subscribe to uh, Missa Kate's uh, YouTube vlogs. And you guys had an, uh, a nice little uh, little travel date to um, OVW a number of months ago.
2: Uh, oh, goodness. That was a long time ago. How,
1: how, how was that trip with Missa? I know she's a little bit of a, a crazy chick, uh, fun-loving girl. Uh, how did that trip go? And then uh, what was the experience like wrestling in OVW?
2: So I had just that same, so we left, we left super early in the morning, Um, and that night I had just gotten back from a week of fair shows in Wisconsin, so I did not sleep, got in the car, drank a bunch of caffeine, and then eventually crashed, took a nap in the car. I'm pretty sure there's like a clip of me sleeping all contorted, I don't know why, but... (laughs) Um, so yeah, we got down there. Um, it was super hot down there, like, because we're, like, obviously from Chicago, so we're used to, like, rainy and cold and gross, and then we get to Louisville, and it was, like, all hot and humid, and we were like, oh, this is not Chicago anymore. But wrestling for OVW is pretty cool, just, like, the idea of, you know, look for your cameras, um, play to your cameras, um, like a, an indie version of TV, in a way, so it was a really cool experience, met a lot of cool people, saw a couple people that I recognized from a long time ago.
1: Now, was that your first experience doing, like, a TV-style show, or um, was there something before that?
2: OVW was first.
1: So when you got to do, like, AEW and NWA, did you feel like, okay, I'm more comfortable now with the cameras, I know where the hard camera is?
2: They, they definitely, like, tell you, they um, but um, AAW helped a lot because they, AAW has us play the cameras um, up in
1: Chicago with Danny. Promote your social media and um, tell tell the fans where they can find you coming up for upcoming shows.
2: So Instagram is Sky Blue Wrestling. Um, Twitter is Sky Bi with two e's at the end. The do. Patreon that is Sky Blue Wrestling, and then upcoming shows uh, this Saturday. I'm at AAW for Danny Daniels in Chicago.
1: And that's the live taping, right?
2: Yes, I believe so. Yep. I think so. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, May first, I will be at Zero One for War Games. Um, I will have two matches that night. May 7th, I believe, is AAW again. And then May 8th, I will be back um, at what I call my other home, which is Generation Championship Wrestling in Florida.
1: Skye, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. And uh, we will definitely be following your career as it continues on from here.
2: Of course. Thank you so much for having me. It was really fun.
0: Something that stands out this week in the world of local wrestling that you want to see for sure.
1: I might take a peek at that AAW Twitch uh, stream this weekend. Uh, They'll be on um, Saturday Night Live, I believe 6.35 on AAW's Twitch channel.
0: All right. That's your recommendation for everybody. That is my recommendation. Check that out. If it's terrible, tell Mike about it next time you see him out at one of these events i'm sure it won't be my name is chris that's mike pancow this is windy city slam we'll see you next week found everywhere podcast can be found and always at windycityslam.com bye-bye everybody